Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Marketing Podcast, the podcast for small business owners like you, learning to grow your brick and mortar business in today's online focused world. Now, here are your hosts, partners in life and business, Zach and Brianna Hayden. Hey, Brianna. Hey, Zach. How's it going? It's it's good. I always ask you that, you and do. we uh, we were just sitting it's, in the office together, like, so it's not like it's I like don't we know. Haven't seen each other almost. Yeah, so that doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> this is episode. I think we're on episode six. I think you're correct. I. That's bad that I've, n- I've no, forgotten it, what number, but I believe this is episode six of the Brick and Mortar Marketing Podcast. It's crazy. I know. Pod fade. Um, have you ever heard of the term pod fade? No. Pod fade happens um, when podcasts start and then they fade away because oh. people don't stay motivated to do them or whatever. That's, so uh, that's I think it happens around episode 10, hmm. pod fade. So uh, we're coming up on pod fade. Our last podcast, we had exactly 10 episodes, didn't we? I think so. But that's <laughs> not – no, but the we did another podcast together, Brianna and I, um, on the TV show Krypton. I think we mentioned that before. On yes, here. I think um, so. But that was set. Like we did one podcast for each episode. And there were 10 episodes. And there were 10 episodes. So that was in our fault that we faded. But episode, uh, Six episodes. Season season two of Krypton is coming back on soon, I hear. Uh, soon. May or June, I think. So something like that. We'll be back on the mic for that. Maybe better quality like this. Ooh. Last time we, we recorded on our iPhones, oh. which was, was – we still got it done quick, which yeah. was nice. Um, we have learned. We have learned. We have better production quality <laughs> now. Um, so in this episode, we're going to go over a little uh, about um, buyer persona or, or your customer avatar. And then we're going to talk uh, a little tips and tricks um, with uh, – uh, uh, answering a question that we got last week yep. um, on the show, and then uh, we'll finish up with a little book report. So let's get right to some brick and mortar babble. Brick and mortar babble. So, Brianna, I thought we would talk a little bit about customer avatar. And often when I say this, people think – those blue guys from that dumb movie James Cameron did. Boy, those are fighting words in some parts. It is a dumb movie. <laughs> I don't care what you think. But that is not what we were talking about. That is not what we're talking about. So, What avatar are you referring to? Uh, a customer avatar is your ideal customer. And this, a lot of small so businesses. that's not everyone. No. Oh. I know. This is the problem. Um, most small businesses often start and say, who's your customer? Well, everyone. Ugh. Everyone is my customer. Oh. That is no. wrong. If you try to appeal to everyone, you will appeal to no one. Unless you're selling oxygen. And, <laughs> and then even, even then, some people even are then. dead. <laughs> or some people were like, I don't want to buy oxygen from you because mm-hmm. you market oxygen um, this way. Mm-hmm. I want to buy oxygen from these guys because they market oxygen a different way. Okay. Um, you have to pick your ideal customer and decide who that's going to be, and then your message need to be needs to be crafted to that person. Yes. So, an exercise that has been talked about um, with marketing experts forever is writing out a customer avatar. So, what you do is you write and you pick a specific person. Okay. Okay. So you say, my customer avatar is a woman in her mid-30s 
Uh, That's already more specific than a lot of people. Way, way okay. more specific. She has uh, two to three kids. Okay. Okay. Uh, she works and her husband works. Their kids are um, elementary school age. Um, she she wants to um, you know do everything. She wants to have a, a good career um, and then take care of the kids. And um, she wants to uh, you know make sure that she's keeping the home up and stuff like that. She probably um, subscribes to some emails that talk to her about keeping organized and things like that. And then they even suggest that maybe you write down what kind of magazines would this person go to uh, read? What kind of um, super detailed? What kind of websites do they visit? And what are they fans of? Um, even giving them a name and saying this is my avatar. Okay. So that is one experiment, is going and saying, this is the kind of person. Now, a lot of small business owners then go, well, but then I'm not going and marketing these other people. I'm missing out on all these other I'm missing out on all these other, yes, exactly. But when you can get your marketing message triggered in, so when you read, you know, I was telling, (laughs) I was telling Brianna about um, a Facebook ad that was on my newsfeed today. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you what the ad was. Don't, Um, Don't do that. But. I looked at it and went, why in the heck am I seeing this? That shows that they don't have a clear enough avatar of who they're trying to. Because what you want is, uh, as a business owner, for someone to read your ad or see your ad or see your marketing materials and go, oh, these guys know me. Yeah. This is exactly how I feel. Just like you're talking about something and then... The ad for it suddenly shows up on Facebook, and and you're like, you're like, oh, goodness, this is it. That's exactly what I need. That's what you want with your marketing, and that won't happen unless you've identified who you're marketing to. It can be an expensive mistake too. Like, it, yes, I'm paying a bunch of money on ads that go to everyone when only five percent of that audience is actually my my customer base. Yes, and and this isn't just for. Um, ads but even your website copy who it's talking to mm. is very specific now that doesn't mean that you have you have to have only one avatar okay you might have two different avatars or three different avatars but that's those three distinct categories of people that you're marketing to with a specific product or service and those are the people you're marketing to you know even you look at all successful companies are doing this, okay? Um, you you look at the way they advertise, and if you connect with that advertisement, there's probably uh, a reason. They have picked you out um, as uh, part of their marketing segment. So another way of doing this is to look at your current customers and pick out the person or uh, someone that is a great example of the kind of customers you'd like to have more yeah, of. You're your number one. Customer. Yeah. So you're like, this is a great person. This is who I want. Then look at them and figure out what is it about them that makes them your ideal customer and write it down and go, okay, this is the person I need to talk to. This and, is the, and it needs to go beyond the fact that, well, they're my friend. Yes. They like me. Yes. Yeah, because that's not replicable. No. Is that a good word? I don't know. Um, you need to be able to write your website copy, your email copy, your um, you know Facebook ads, your Instagram posts, your everything needs to be written to this specific person. 
um, so that it connects with them. And then half of your job of selling is done because it's already connected with them. Um, you know, in a lot of places they don't do this. They, they worry that because you're excluding some of the market, you're missing out on all these opportunities. They're missing out on all that money they could make. But you're not making, you're not talking to anyone. You're not specifically connecting with any part of the market. So then you're missing everyone. Yeah. I think you should think about it as having individualized conversations with people as opposed to, you know, just putting a blast out on like the radio and saying, Hey, who wants to be my friend? Yes. Um, yeah. You know, having purposeful interactions mm-hmm. with specific groups of people. Exactly. And I'll um, often um, people will market to who they're familiar with or people who are already in. Mm-hmm. And if you've marketed to someone who's already in, you might be tweaking your messaging to, to someone different. So I think with that also comes the danger of marketing to people that are just like you. Yes. Um, you know, you don't, you, as a business owner, you really need to just face up to the fact that not everyone is going to be like you. You could have a great customer and their, you know, their ideas are completely different. The way they live their lives is completely different. And, and that's, that's okay. Yeah. So I think it, it is important for business owners to sit down and come up with your customer avatar. Um, do not have, we often have what's called scarcity mindset. Like there's not enough, there's not enough people in this segment. So I can't do this. I have to broaden it, broaden it, broaden it. Start specific, work that angle. And as it grows, then you can move out from there. Okay. But like the only, even Walmart has a specific customer avatar. Even Walmart doesn't sell to everyone. They don't sell to everyone because people who like Walmart don't go to Nordstrom's or, you know, necessarily Bed Bath & Beyond or even Target. Yeah. You're usually either a Walmart person or a Target person. You're not, oh, I, I love to go to both. Not always. I, I could That's be. a good example that, like, even giant corporations are not for everyone. Exactly. They're not for everyone. And they're not worried about it. And you, <laughs> no, just like fast food restaurants. Okay? Yes. You don't see McDonald's selling Every kind of fast food. They don't have Chinese food and vegan, vegan and Mexican options. and, you know, all these different things. They've picked a specific segment and that's what they're going for. Yeah. Um, so that is uh, kind of our, our brick and mortar babble for know today. Know who you're selling to. Make, and this is your, your uh, assignment is write this information down. Pick out your one or two customer avatars and make sure you know who they are. And how you would speak to that person. All right. So let's go to some tips and tactics. Tips and tactics. Thank you. You're welcome. Marketing tips and tactics. So we got um, uh, a question or or, um, we asked in our Facebook post last week, um, what was one of the number one challenges you had with marketing right now? Um, And one of the responses was... um, from a uh, dedicated watcher, listener. Um, thank you, Scott. Hi, Scott. Um, about, um, you know, how to make time for this kind of stuff. Because, yeah. uh, you know, I sit at a computer half the day, but not all um, small business owners have that luxury. They're doing things. They've they have got, other jobs. They've got a job or a job that is not part 
sitting at a computer. Yes. You know, where you have the opportunity to do this. So um, one of the things that is super important um, is one, making sure that you are um, keeping yourself organized in some way on what is priorities and what is not. That's the hard part. That is really hard. It took me years to figure out a good system for myself. Otherwise, you're just grasping at straws all day long. Yeah. Um, You know, and there's tons of information about the best way to do this. Some people, you know, there's like I've read The Miracle Morning, and it's got a great (laughs) system, and I hate the morning, so it's just not – you know, some people do paper planners. I've tried a ton of paper planners. I've used – different software on my phone and my computer. I finally got a system now that I that works for for me. But I'm not gonna tell anybody like this is how you should do it. This one is the one. No, it every everyone's different. A different system will work for different people. Exactly. Um but you have to make sure that if it's not scheduled or not written out that like hey I have to do this. You're not yeah. going to do it. Yeah, and you need to, something to, to hold yourself accountable. Yes, to. something will come into play. So, like the reason that we haven't fallen into pod fade yet uh, is that we I have on my calendar <laughs> every Tuesday one at o'clock. One o'clock, we record the podcast. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, it it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't get done. We would get to the end of Tuesday, and I'd go, "Oh crap, we forgot to record a podcast yep. today," because it's on my no, calendar. You have to be consistent. So um, with social media, much of that can be done for a small business. Much of that can be done. Um, you take one half hour time block, sit down at a computer and schedule a full week of posts. Okay. okay? Um, I think for most small business owners, that is the best solution. Now, we do that for some businesses. Yeah. We know that they're busy. They don't want to to make social media posts. And so we will sit and and create content, by we I mean Brianna, (laughs) um, for that business to their avatar. Um, It's even better if a business gives us their avatar so we know know this is who we're trying to reach. We can craft the posts that way. Um, But then she sits and she creates a week or two weeks uh, of content for that business. Then you as a business owner, just once a day should pop on your phone and just double check to make sure there's nothing I need to respond to. Yep. You know, if there are any messages or comments, make sure you like people's comments and things like yes, that. Yes, be interactive. Um, be purposeful with your interactions. What? Social, you mean? Yes. On? On social media. Social media. Whoa, crazy. <laughs> but it, you're not, I don't, you know, I would like to do a better job on um, my, uh, martial arts school's Instagram account, but I don't have it scheduled. Yeah. So when I write, when I think, Oh, this is a good, you know, video or this is good. I'll pull out my phone and I'll do it, but it's not consistent then. And if it's not consistent, it's not, um, not quite as impactful. Yeah. Um, but if you sit down and you schedule a week's worth of content and then throughout the week, if you remember, oh, yeah, this looks good. This would be good on social media. Then you write that down, too. Or collect. Collect um, things ahead of time. Or, yes. And that way, during your half an hour, you don't have to sit and think, okay, what am I going to post about? You already have that collection all put together or somewhat put together. Mm-hmm. Um, so follow pages that are like yours. Yes. So I do this often. I'll find a quote or something, um, and I'll send it to Brianna and say, hey, this would be good. Uh, for, for some content, some content, or I'll send it to my assistant and be like, "Hey, we need to put this in the Facebook group." Yeah. Um. And so if you just collect those things, there's 
apps to do that with, um, you know, just paper and pen if you want to. Mm -hmm. um, the save feature on Facebook. I yes. love the save feature and on Facebook. Screenshot things. Um, yeah. There's a million ways to do it. And, and so then just make sure you've scheduled time to get onto the platform and schedule things once a, once a week, no. once every, I mean, you could do a month's worth at a time if you wanted to. No. That's a lot, depending on how often you're going to post a we week. Used to, we used to do that. Um, and that that can be a little daunting. And, and sometimes um, I suggest one, uh, if you do one week and schedule for, you know, two weeks, and then the next week you schedule for two weeks, you get yourself a little buffer zone. So yeah. if one week you're like, oh, crap, I can't yeah. schedule it, you're safe. Like, I am swamped this week. I'm not going to have time to make any content. Think of that ahead of time. You know, give yourself always give yourself um, about a week's worth of extra content yeah. scheduled out. That's what I do um, with clients just in case something comes up um, and I'm not able to uh, make as much content as I would like. So that way um, clients are still safe. I'm safe. Everything's all good. And like we talked about last time, your Facebook page's content, not your group, but your page, should talk specifically to your future customers, which are the avatar that we talked about earlier. Okay? So we're relating this right back. When you look at the content you're going to post, that needs to be um, the avatar um, that you are looking for. Oh, I just ruined my broadcast. Still working? I think we're still working. Sorry for any interruption. <laughs> oh, man. That was crazy. Technology sometimes. Um, so, scheduling. Yes. Put it on your calendar. Get it done. And make sure, you know, um, you need to realize that though right now you might not think it's a priority – um, it, it needs to be, yeah. it gives uh, you credibility. And, and as we continue the, you know, Facebook, Instagram, these social platforms, especially Instagram is going to continue to grow. Yeah. Um, they're going to continue to have more reach. You're, you're just going to want to make sure you have this information out and, there. And if you just continue to be like, Oh, I'll, I'll do that next week or I'll do that next week. You're, you're not going to do it. You need to put it on your calendar, you know, get a, I don't know, your spouse or your business partner or just somebody that you can say, hey, keep me accountable. I'm going to do this starting on this day and I'm just going to be consistent with it. Yep. Whether it's a person, software, an app, whatever. Yeah. And you just schedule it. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. You know, that's. Just, you can schedule it right through Facebook. You don't need any special um, programs mm -mm. to do it. It's just anybody can do it. Yep. Um, if you don't know how to, let us know. We'll, we'll film a video and put it on our Facebook page. If you don't know how to do it, we'll do that. Um, just let us know. So let's uh, go to our. Uh... Oh, I do have one more question. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Another part of Scott's question was responding to people's questions that they have on, on online. Online, that you know, throughout the day, they they mess. Say they send your your their, your business a message and say, hey, um, you know, what's the price of this or what. What are your hours on this day, or what do you think about just all the all the things that can be very overwhelming? As people like like yourself have notification, yeah, anxiety. I do, I do. <laughs> well, I will say that we need to make sure that we put communication with customers in its proper uh, place in priority. Mm -hmm. Though I might be very annoyed, and I am when I sit um, at my desk and I'm like, okay, I'm dialed in to do some work. Yeah. 
if a if a customer message me customer messages messages me right then on Facebook, yeah, I'm going to stop what I'm doing. I'm going to talk to that customer because yeah. that is a potential client. That's a potential student. That's a potential um, income that's going to come in, and I want to provide the best customer service. So just like in a in a business. Um, we would never, like at my parents' uh, motorcycle shop, you'd never let the phone just keep ringing oh, and no. ringing and ringing. No, you'd no. stop and you'd answer the phone. Social media is that way now. And it, it is um, annoying for business owners that yeah. now we can be reached anytime. anytime when we're doing anything or whatever. That is annoying. Yeah. It's it's kind of daunting to wake up in the middle of the night and see you've got a message from a customer at like 3 a.m. Yes. I mean, and, and they, and it happens. there are obviously times when I would say, no, don't, you know, don't respond back. You yeah. know, you're in the middle of something. Um, but we need to make sure that though it's an annoyance, the world is coming to expect um, that they are going to get communication instantly. Instantly. Yeah. And if you don't communicate back with them in a, in a reasonable amount of time, pretty quickly, they're going to move to the next person uh, on the list that is providing that same product or service. Well, if if I'm not mistaken, because um, I've messaged businesses before and I've gotten an automated response through Messenger that says like, and you could tailor it to say like, hey, um, we will answer your question as soon as possible. Yes. It'll be after such and such time. Um, we appreciate your, your reaching out to us. Yes. You know, some kind of, so then they get that instant mm-hmm. communication back and they know, okay, they're not ignoring me they're busy. Correct. Yes. And you can, I would totally suggest doing that. Yeah. Um, because not everybody can instantly just pull out their phone correct. and answer questions. Yeah. But I would, and I would still though, make sure you respond as fast as possible. Right. Which is a pain. I get it. Yeah. I don't want, you know, I, Brianna knows I've been, I've responded to messages the weirdest times doing things, you know, we'll be driving to Fort Wayne and yeah. I'll hand her my phone and be like, Hey, respond to this. But I want to provide great customer service. I want to provide a, a good experience. Um, and so I'm going to make sure I provide those yeah. for my potential customers. Because you could get the customer just because you're the one that answered. Exactly. Or you, you answered the quickest. Yeah. So uh, I'm not going to lie. It's a pain. Um, it can be. It is a. It is a, definitely yeah. a first world problem. And it's um, a problem that people don't. The customer doesn't think about that. No. You know, the customer doesn't think like, oh, they're getting... 20, 30 random messages a day from current customers, future customers, random people that aren't even really customers. They're just messaging your page for some reason. And we, you know, and you, even as a business owner, think through, we've done this. I've messaged places and wanted a response right away um, at weird times. I've done this too. So we've got to remember what it's like to be the consumer as well. Yes. So good. Good point. Thank you. Okay. Let's do our uh, book review. Yay. Book review. So we've been talking about Never Lose a Customer Again, the uh, book by Joey Coleman. Um, And we are on the, I think this is the third phase. I believe so. Um, So we started with, um, let me make sure I get them right. I don't want to get them out of order. Um, The assess phase. Yes. um, Then the admit phase. And now we are on the affirm phase. Okay. So this is the phases a customer goes through. Um, in the buying process and where we can provide an extra level of customer service that then um, helps us keep this person for a long time as a customer. So it's pretty important. Yeah, it's very important. I mean, unless you don't want customers to stick around for a long time. Uh, But it's cheaper to have customers rebuy from you 
and keep being a customer yeah. than it is to acquire a new that customer. brings your cost down. Yeah. That's not how some customers and some businesses operate, but it, 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 well, it's Well, some, some products, they are a one-time or few yeah. and far between. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to go out and buy a brand new car every two weeks. But car dealerships would serve themselves better by making sure that they bring in these areas. Yes. Because you will have a more loyal, yes. especially in a place like car dealership mm-hmm. where – most people just go for price. Yeah. If but then there you, are also things like getting your oil changed, tires mm-hmm. checked, different and, and if options. you provide these, if you do outstanding customer service, somebody will go, oh, it might cost me a little bit more, but I'm going to yeah. this dealership because I love them. Yeah. They become raving fans. Um, so let's, uh, I'll read you this real quick like we've done in the, in the past. The affirm phase of the customer experience begins in the minutes and hours after the purchase and can last for weeks. Despite the positive dopamine release that occurs at the moment of purchase, the admit phase, things begin to deteriorate in short order. An underlying current of doubt starts to counter any positive feeling. So we've all had this. Like oh. you buy something and then you Buyer's like you, remorse. you spend, especially if you like you buy something on the internet and yeah. then it doesn't come and you're like, oh, should I have done that? Maybe I've I don't. Never, I've uh, never had that happen. No, you've never had that happen? No. Really? Oh, I've done that. I know you have. Um, <laughs> uh, that's probably because I buy more. Uh, the longer this buyer's remorse goes unmitigated, the faster the customer's mood deteriorates and the more anxiety grips the customer's emotion. The quiet zone between the purchase and the delivery of your product or service further exasperates the problem as the void in communication is filled by the customer's self-doubt. So it's kind of like you take somebody out on a first date and then you don't talk to them for oh, a week. Yes. They, they, they're waiting for the phone call. Yeah. They're like, oh, no, it went terrible. I shouldn't have done that. So I'll give you an example of um, something that has done that did that just happened yesterday that was a good um, step in the affirm phase. So okay. I purchased a, a large purchase. Yes, yes. Um, I remember. Of a <laughs> – um, Go ahead. It, it is a uh, motorized proud. skateboard thing called a one-wheel I am super excited about it. Um, you will see me riding around Kendallville a lot with it. But after I ordered it, um, I was pretty upset. Not upset, what? but distraught. You didn't tell me that. That I wasn't really distraught. I mean, you were in the over thing. the moon. No, I was really excited. But then nowhere on the ordering page or anywhere did it say that this wouldn't ship right away. Oh. Nowhere did I know that this was going to take two months for me to get. And then when I realized that it was going to take two months, I went into a deep depression. It was, it was not actually, I did, I did not actually in any way feel depressed, but I was bummed. I was like, Oh man, I wanted this to come. And I was like, Oh man. Um, and so I think the company could have done a little bit more, um, in the phases earlier. Yes. And then maybe, even scheduling out emails to go over the next two months to yeah. say, here's what's happening. This is how you can get ready. Mm-hmm. Let me show you this. Um, but yesterday they sent me um, as a bonus for, for I got it early Even or early whatever. Um, I got a hat and a, a cup that had the logos and stuff on it. And that is a great tool in the affirm phase that people can use. It was totally unexpected, right? Um, I knew I would get them because they I not the cup, I don't think. I knew I was gonna get the hat. Yeah. It was just part of the deal, but I didn't know it would come 
earlier oh. than when the, the actual product would come. I think they would have done a better job if they would have sent it right after they yeah, ordered. I agree. Because then you, you're like, oh, man, I got to wait two months. And then you get this in the mail. And it's like, mm-hmm. whoa. Um, oh, another example. Well, this isn't necessarily the affirm phase. Um, maybe another phase. I got a, I got a product one time. Um, and they sent a gift in the package with the product. Um, the, my, uh, uh, I have these greens that I drink in the morning oh, and they yeah. sent uh, a shaker bottle with yeah. it, um, which was super impressive. And it was just a surprise thing. Yeah, so that wasn't in the affirm phase, but it's the same idea. If you have a space between the time someone admits they have a problem and purchase your product and the time that they're going to actually experience it, yeah. you need to do something in the, the in between. Okay. Text them, call them, send them an email, um, send them a video, um, snail mail, something um, that gives them some excitement that keeps them on the journey of being excited about your products. Yeah, because sooner or later, they're going to start to have doubts about, you know, their purchase one way or the other. Yeah, it's completely normal. That's human nature. Um, Some people, some companies do, in the book, there's a great example of a company that they're... um, the emails that you get, like the order confirmation email and then the shipping email, yeah. um, have some really clever text to them. Um, like, I don't even remember the product, but it's like, our staff has gently <laughs> grabbed your product out of the shelves and um, gathered around together to celebrate it coming to you soon. You know, and they wrote it with this giant thing that just makes you like yeah. excited about yeah. it coming. Most of the time it's just like, Order 612B-7 has shipped. Exactly. Yay, Um, delete. So you can do some of the stuff in this firm phase that really makes people... And to make you stand out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, I will do that again with that. Yeah. So, hey, that is our book review for today. Um, We're going to keep going through this um, Never Lose a Customer Again. Hopefully, you've gone out and bought a copy already. Um, if not, you, you should. It's really smart information for any business owner. Oh, you know who could do this really well? We're talking to a realtor right now. Yes. Um, doing some stuff. Um, but that could be a place, and I don't know if this happens in the realty, but you know you sign on the dotted line that you're going to buy a home, mm-hmm. but then you don't often take possession for a month or two yeah. months. You as a realtor could really do something special in that intermediate time to- Like talk about- ooh. All the doubt that sets in for a Yeah, like, oh, large. I just bought a... Yeah, exactly. Um, so some neat things you could think about in there in your customer journey. It is interesting. So so what is their assignment, just to recap? Uh, your big assignment, write out your customer avatar. Do it. Okay, pick one specific person, and then maybe your business. So, like, let me give you an example of my martial arts school. Um, our, we have one main avatar that is the the family, the the you know we've looked at this certain age, certain income, this kind of thing. But we've started a second avatar yes. that is now our Krav Maga program. Yes. These are totally different, and the way you speak to those two audiences is very it different. It is very different. Um, and so, if you have a business like that, you might have two avatars, okay, possibly three, but don't go any more than that. And really just start with one should be the best yeah. thing. And I think if, if a customer doesn't fit your avatar, that doesn't mean they're, they can't be your customer. No, no. But, and that's, they'll still come in. You'll still get people yeah. outside of your avatar uh, to come into your business, but you need to be speaking to that specific avatar yes. first. Yes. So, okay. 
Episode six in the can. In the can. Isn't that a Fresh? In the books. In the books? In the can sounds kind of gross. Okay. I wasn't thinking of that kind of can, but okay. We're out. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Bye.